Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, beer people. Oh, is that, hey, hey, hey. What ethnicity was that? Could have been a little bit off color if I'm not mistaken. Hey, hey, don't refer to my, my off color race. Oh. My, my semi white race. Your semi white ass. <laughs> I think it's white. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm pasty. Farmer tan ass. Oh, yeah, I'm pasty. <laughs> pa- pa- pasty white. Yeah, Another yeah. skinny as you wear when you're putting the brewery in. What is it, what's the deal with that? Is it, <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking more beer. You're drinking more and uh, working We're less. More. Yes. No, I'm, I'm working just as much. Really? If not more. Hmm. But you're happier. So you're traveling no. a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're always out of town. Like, yeah, that sounds yeah. like doesn't sound like working. Oh Jesus Christ! Sounds like drinking beer and staying oh. in hotels. And stuff. Oh Jesus! It's like it's like driving all over. Sweet baby Canada. Jesus! I, so I got a bunch of events down like Ventura. Great events, but Ventura, like the you know, if you want to fly from Sacramento to Ventura, either you got to go like a puddle jumper and pay ridiculous amounts of money, mm-hmm. or you got to drive. Because you know you can't you know, like Time fly, to, get to, in the, fly yeah. to LAX and then drive back. Uh, you know Time you got to drive. It's five and a half hours. You jump in the car, but it's five and a half hours each way. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, I did some events in uh, San Luis Obispo in Slow. That's the one I was on. Yeah. Also very nice. Very nice. Lots of great events. We did Barrel House One Hundred One Ventura. We did uh, Ojai Beer or Beverage Company Beer Company. Oh yeah. We did. Uh, Oh, the Luis Wine Bar and the Creekside in uh, Slow, hmm. and those oh, were yeah. great, great events too. But you know, it's I drove down in the morning, picked up empty kegs at the distributor in San Mar- San Maria, <laughs> then drove back on to, to San Luis Obispo, and then uh, did an event at five o'clock to eight, and eight to ten, and then drove back. Drove back, home. what a champ! Wow, road warrior, Jesus! You must have a uh, really reliable driver. Yeah, yeah. Called auto autopilot. Autopilot. You don't have that, by the way. Oh, sure I do. Sure I do. Yeah, you turn it on. And you, you yeah, like, no, no, it's, really. It's that that Google. It's that Google thing. I got Google. Oh, you got the Google thing. Oh, yeah, I got the Google. Oh, and you're it, wired and, in and that and kind it, of it, shit. Just, it just drives on its own. Nice. You know, and, you know, it seemed seemed to make it back. There was a few dents. I figured that was from a parking lot somewhere. Must have been but other than that, I made it back. Cool. All right, all right. Two events, one night, and then drive back. There you go. Wow. Well, and uh, we uh, we delayed doing these shows because uh, yeah. I had to cancel at the last minute because oh. I forgot. I did not forget that it was my, my 25th anniversary. Forgot we had a wedding show. anniversary. Yeah, I, for, I forgot to let you guys know yeah. that my 25th wedding anniversary was when we were going to do our, our, our show night. Yes. How was the anniversary? We went to the craft beverage expo in San Jose. Hey. Oh yeah! Right. Did, well, that's so really, we did, we did really, that. Uh, mm. that, 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 like like, was that oh. satisfactory? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is your business partner. Right. 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 I mean, yeah. The the the, uh, the brain trust of the uh, yeah the, the heritage brewing company. Yeah, uh, no, we we uh, it was kind of nice in a way because it's the first time that we've gone away somewhere together. Together, even it was business. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. kids. And just, you know, be alone together. And it was actually pretty cool because we spent all day Tuesday together, all day oh, Wednesday nice. together. It was the start of it. All day Thursday together um, on, th- on Thursday and all day Friday together. On Friday, we went and bought some uh, used uh, dart machines for the tasting room. And so we spent all day Friday together. So we spent Tuesday through Friday 24-7 together. More. Which you know we get along great. So I'm sure. yeah, great. Uh, was, Hope so after 25 years. That's yeah, great. it was it was, uh, it was nice because uh, we actually got to spend time together. Actually, the more time we spend together, the better we get along. That's great. That's when we don't spend time to together, then we we're in a hurry to tell each other all sorts of stuff about you know about uh, heretic and other things, and so you know then it gets all you get all worked up. You don't like yeah yeah. You don't have it's time like to so communicate. Much, too much business then. Yeah, like a quick board meeting or something oh yeah 
like that quick board meeting. Yeah. Tell the wife, hey, how about a quick board meeting? Huh? Check out uh-huh. this board. Uh-huh. Talk about quick. You know who ships quick? <laughs> Our good sponsor, Northern Brewer. Yeah. Damn. Damn, Tasty. Mikey's getting good. That's serious go. skills. Yeah, our fine, fine sponsor, Northern Brewer. Check them out, northernbrewer.com. They've been sponsoring the show for a long time, paying for it so you don't have to. They've got a great variety of uh, fine ingredients. they got great customer service, great, you know, fast, reasonable shipping. Uh, check them out. They carry all the ingredients Everything. to do all the beers that we describe on this show. They got it. So uh, check them out, northernbrewer.com. Well, speaking about the show... Uh, is this our last time here in the studio? <laughs> we thought last time was our last time here. Yeah, I don't know. I think Palm Ride did the the it last time, last shows here. But who who knows? We'll probably be here. Oh no, this, this time it's different though. He's not going to write a rent check, uh, so so we'll be here he's, illegally. He's, he That's the only difference. Month, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll just be squatting here. Yeah, right. That's fun. We won't have anywhere else to go. But we're doing it in the dark, so they don't know anybody. We'll be here. homeless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't even have uh, microphones. We'll just yell really loud. Right. Just one room mic. We'll get, like, sure, yeah. we'll get our internet on the phone and we'll yell at our phone. We can hold yeah, hands. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think that'll work. Yeah, no, no, no. I think uh, I think things are moving along swimmingly, right? I peeked in. I was looking in, looking at the construction of my daughter. Yeah, what'd you think? Looks cool with all the framing going on. You can see the bar coming into place. What'd your daughter think? She's like it's oh, a window. These, these, <laughs> these guys are these guys are uh, really far behind on their schedule. That's but, what she said. She's like two and a half. <laughs> Even she knew that. She knows the construction game. It doesn't take long to learn. <laughs> yeah. Just milk, yeah, I, milk I look, the page. Yeah, I looked in yesterday and I, they were, I saw they were putting up uh, sheetrock. Oh, that's good. I yep, guess that means that all the electrical, plumbing, and all the dead bodies are going to be hidden. Uh, <laughs> nice. Two of those th- uh, three things are correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There you go. It's hard to hide in all the dead bodies. No, I was talking about the electrical. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's good. You're you're wrapping up those walls. There you go. All right. Speaking of wrapping up the walls, that <laughs> looks like he's deer in headlights. What are you looking at me for? Huh? You're the host. <laughs> looks like you're going to say something. Mm-hmm. You tell me to to fuck off. Is that what you're going to say? I think so. <laughs> you had that fuck. I, fuck it's you. Turn my mic off when I do that. <laughs> Oh, the stress and wonder of opening your own place. Uh, tonight, we're doing uh, Dunkelweizen. Yeah. Yes. Good beer. I interesting. Dunkelweizen. It's a, it's a tricky thing to make make right, to have a good balance, right? Yeah, if you ferment it wrong, I think you're going to have a pretty weird beer. Fermentation's a big part yeah. of it. And you got to have a good malt character. I think I think recipe's real important in this one, too. Absolutely. Lots of Munich, lots of wheat. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the general rundown, John, of uh, the style? The style. Give us give us the uh, it's, the BJCP. It's your standard wheat beer with the fermented with a Weizen <laughs> yeast. You know, it's got that clove, banana. Yeah, let's not go into too much detail aroma. here, John. Sorry, I'm getting lazy my old age here. How many years are we on eight? Anyways, <laughs> you know, and visually it, it ranges from copper to brown. You know, I mean. I don't think it should be darker than brown, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, it has spice notes in the aroma, spice flavors, but, you know, it's a refreshing beer. You know, there's mm-hmm. probably some acidity from it. I don't know if it's acidic. It's a malty beer, but it just it comes across very refreshing. Um, soft on the palate. Lots of fruit and esters, you know, not too much banana. How, did, um, how does it differ from a, a jefe? Um, I would say probably... The color, actually, uh, I don't think is any really any difference from a hef. I don't know. Um, you stumped me on that one, honestly. Are there well, other examples of styles that the color is the only difference? Well, to get that color, you have things Munich. like Munich malt and stuff yeah. that make it you know taste obviously different. Yeah. More, well, of a, more of a dark longer than a light. Uh, more. I mean, the right, gravity is so, kind of close to a wheat, right? You know, ten forty five, ten fifty. So essentially, like a hefeweizen. Except, um, I believe the the ranges are a little bit higher for you know ABV range, a little higher for uh, Dunkelweizen, or the at least the starting gravity a little higher for Dunkelweizen than it is for a regular Weizen. The other th- thing is uh, color, like John said, and also a little bit of flavor difference. So, 
when you're making a regular Hefeweizen, you really want to steer away from caramel character and, and a dark kind of toasty character, something like that. You're going lighter, you know, uh, uh, white bread kind of uh, uh, character. When you make a Dunkelweizen, you're looking more at like toasted bread character. You know, like a, like you've taken that white bread and you've toasted it. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of caramel in there. You don't want to go too heavy on the caramel, but a little bit of caramel, a little bit of toast in the Dunkelweizen and, and a darker color. And maybe, you know, a higher starting gravity. I'm not sure what the... Maybe uh, some melanoid development, too. Take a look with the uh, ABV uh, for uh, Weissbeer. You're looking at uh, 4.3 to 5.6 on Dunkelweizen, 4.3 to 5.6, but... Uh, Let's see. Was I right about starting gravity? Please, let me be right about starting gravity. Uh, <laughs> You're right. OG, Please, 1044 on both uh, starting gravity. Yeah, 1052 on Weizbeer and 1056 on Dunkelweizen. So just a little malt here. Uh, IBUs, uh, 8 to 15 on uh, Weizbeer and 10 to 18 on Dunkelweizen. SRM, 2 to 8 on Weizbeer, 14 to 23 on Dunkelweizen. And then finishing gravity, 10 to 14 on, on Dunkelweizen and 10 to 14 on Weizbeer. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so it's, just, it's like an over-the-top Hefeweizen. Just with, yeah, no, with Munich malt, the top, more but, Munich. You know, yeah, a little, 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 bready, little breadier, darker, you know, toasty, right. a little bit of caramel. Right. You know, not over-the-top, but uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, just to give it a little bit more character. I, I, I like a good Dunkelweizen. It rounds it out, I think. Hmm. Um, you know, you're you're looking for the lighter, more refreshing uh, Weizbier with Dunkelweizen. I think you know it gives it a little more, little little more uh, richer character. Um, I think I saw in here. Um, okay, so the overall impression for BJCP on Dunkelweizen: moderately dark, spicy, fruity, malty, refreshing wheat base ale. Reflecting uh, the best yeast and wheat character of a Hefeweizen, blended with the malty richness of a Munich Dunkel. And I, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I think you rarely find one as rich as a Munich Dunkel. Uh, I think that's too much because you can get some pretty rich Munich Dunkels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something in here that uh, I think is uh, bullshit. Let's see here. <laughs> Never. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, every time. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, here, here they are again. In uh, Dunkelweizen, a light tartness is optional but acceptable. See, Again, tartness would tartness. be from carbonation, right? It's, yeah, it's well, a highly carbonated tart, beer. Tart, you know, relates to you know souring or you know acidity. It's not soured though, right? You know, but they keep throwing this in there, and you know, I think some some idiot back in the day was like, "Well, you know, it's got weed in it, so it's sour." <laughs> it's like a fucking moron. It's got- I don't know who was, you know, somebody did that. It's I'm probably sure. me. I'm, I'm hoping they're dead by now. Oh, so shit. They're not hearing this and then going to, like, throw it back in my face. But I like how it's a rule that he has to sound like the guy from The Simpsons whose voice hasn't changed. Who <laughs> works at, like, the fast food joint. Oh, no. Yes, yes. No, I, you know, I'm just, why, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, they, and, and maybe it's, I'm just misinterpreting it. I think that you may, maybe the way it's written I'm misinterpreting the intention was you know, it can be crisp and, and have some dryness to it and a nice finish. But tart immediately has something to do with acidity. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, you know, maybe it was a, a poor choice of words uh, in the finished document or something. It was misinterpreted. Okay, so what, okay, so what, were they, what, were they, what do you think they could have been thinking when they said tart? You know, slight crisp, lower crisp, pH, kind of like a crisp, slight, slight crisp, acidic character. Crisp. I don't yeah, know, yeah, but you know, crisp, crisp. I mean, you know, is is a vice beer going to be you know a much lower pH than uh, you know some other you know general ale? Well, a darker beer is going to be. Maybe that's what they're. They're equating it to? Yeah, no, nah, they it's stick that in there. Right? You know, a lot. Yeah, of I don't times, see where it's relevant at all. I think one of the problems in the past was. You know the. I'm just gonna. I'm burning so many bridges here. I'm gonna make um, a, that. Sorry, go that uh, you know, in the past, you know, uh, there, there's so so many people you know drinking beers that you know they're not traveling to Germany and drinking the beers and talking about their buying whatever example mm-hmm. here and then, you know, you know once a beer's packaged, it travels across the sea and all that, sitting around warm on the shelf for months. You know, your impression of it's completely different, mm-hmm. and I think you know. 
there's always a danger when you're describing something and you haven't been to the source and you know spent your time there uh at one of the the events this this week uh they they had brewed you know kind of a can you brew it of uh grammary the heretic grammary oh. and uh that's a good beer and uh they brought me out two samples and i'm thinking uh-oh uh-oh Blind so, taste. so i took a look at the color i put my phone behind so i could see the color on them i was like uh you know color was was on one was a little cloudier you know check the aroma and i knew right off i was just like i oh, know this one's grammary and this one's the you know the clone i knew pretty much immediately um and why because i drank it you know on a regular basis mm-hmm. every batch we've ever made i've you know consumed so yeah, it's the same thing on any anything like this you know if you're expected to be you know the end-all be-all to the style you know you really need to taste a lot of the examples you know in their native habitat and right. really you know batch after batch after batch if you pull one even if you travel over there and taste something once uh you may be getting an off day you may be getting a great day who knows and you know it's kind of kind of changes the perception you know so i think uh, yeah, that can be something there all right let's take a short break when we come back we will be drinking talking doing other beerly things right after this you're listening to brewing with style on the brewing network into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. The biggest innovation in Brewer's Yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. White Labs. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying some uh, an example of <laughs> Dunkelmans and uh, a couple other beers. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, category to find. Uh, you know, it, it depends. I, I think you can find some of these uh, every now and then. Depends on some of your better beer bars, better beer stores, better bottle shops. I think it's always an import. Does anybody? I mean, it's rare for a craft beer to brewer in the United States to make it, right? Can you even can, we, see it? can you think of one? No, I can't write offhand. Oh, um, what about uh, one of our the classic German brewers? We know, like does Gordon Biersch make one? Or, uh, maybe. Or Sudberg? Or, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I, I think, never I, heard of it. I think Sudberg did at one point. Would, did they? Maybe. Yeah. That sounds. Uh, maybe. <laughs> don't go maybe. Uh-huh. We're drinking. <sighs> Well, I think Banana. that the Schneider Weitz is the style. <laughs> it's, refre- oh. it's got the refreshing characters. There is a yeah, there is a Dunkel from Sudberg, uh, according to the internet. Right, right, right. I don't know how easy it is to find. So, so the three beers. Well, you go to Davis and you, you pull into the Sudberg there, and I think they have it on fairly regularly. Um, so we we've got Schneider Weiss original, which is the classic example. We've got Weinstefaner uh, Hefeweizbier, which is uh, like a regular Hefeweizen. So we can compare those two. See the difference between the two. And then we've got Einbecker Erbach Dunkel, which uh, is surprisingly skunked. This skunked. Woo. 
little like uh, well, Mel Noyman. What color is that bottle? Green. Well, there you go. Yeah, it has that sulfury thing. You wouldn't think they'd have enough hops in there to get skunk, wow, but boy, that so is. Skunky. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. It's <laughs> like giving a skunk a rim job. I'm it's like a. That'd be awkward. <laughs> it's only awkward if you let them look at your face while you're doing it. Yeah. I'm just like, no, you go your way, I'll go mine. Hmm. It's pretty hoppy, actually. I can see where it uh, could be skunkable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the end biker, end biker, or an end biker. It's got a kind of a, a residual sugar thing going on too. Yeah, it's like a Bach beer. Okay. Yeah, dark Bach or, or Dunkel. Yeah, much more like a Bach. But I'll tell you. All right. Um, what are you going to tell me? That's a good wise. <laughs> uh, John, you cracked me up. Uh, Scott. Scott what Scott's you, like going back and forth. What do you think? Of the gems you have retrieved from the outer world. <laughs> well, it's interesting to try the the uh, the the Weiss, yes, the Hefe next to the the Dunkel. Yes, there's your direct comparison between the difference between. Yes, and it's it's pretty subtle. I mean, so the only thing that isn't subtle is the the color. Mm-hmm. So the Hefe is your classic sort of cloudy gold, and the uh, the Dunkel is darker. The, it's pretty subtle, though. Yeah, ch- taste-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the, the, the Hefe is sort of more banana-y, but the Dunkel <laughs> has a lot of that character. Uh, the Dunkel tastes sort of cleaner to me, and it kind of goes away. It, it, it doesn't linger on the palate like the Hefe does. Hmm. Uh, and the Hefe comes across as sweeter. Hmm. But they're really similar mm-hmm. in, in everything other than color. What would you pick as your number one? Uh, I like the, the Hefe. I like the, the classic Hefe. Mm-hmm. I guess I like the, the little sweeter. They're both good. I could I would drink As a better example of style, you'd pick the Schneider. Oh yeah. Well I'm not I'm not very familiar with, with the Dunkel mm-hmm. style. I don't mm-hmm. I don't count on one hand how many I've had in, mm-hmm. in my life, just because like we were saying earlier, right, there's right. just not that many of them. Yeah, I th- I think that the toastiness that's there kind of dries it out a little bit more. And I think that's why your, you know, the the hefe seems a little sweeter. I imagine they're they're pretty close to the same, but you know, the any sort of toasty roasty can, tends to dry out a beer. So I think that might be part of it. And that's just the malt selection that does. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Is it, is that the only factor? Uh, you know, depends on a lot of different things, but you know, it tends if you were if everything else was the same brewery water you know yeast all that and you had one with a little bit of uh, darker malt in it it actually has a kind of a drying effect on the beer so it could be the only thing but there could be something else hard to say john oh the schneiderweitz hands down yeah delicious mm-hmm. i'm going to make an argument just to throw this out there but i think people have a, a misperception of tartness with ester profile hmm that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get a tartness from the Schneiderweitz, but what it comes across to me is the carbonation with an esterness, mm-hmm. uh, an estery flavor, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm. And I'm, I guess it's education, you know. But mm-hmm. to me, if you get this complex ester notes, it kind of just gets it seems tart, yeah, like, like a like a tart fruit, like you bite right. into a unripe strawberry or something. Something's tart, right. So. Yeah, see, and I would describe that more, and maybe this is my problem here. Uh, you know, I would describe it more as, you know, fruity, hmm. uh, maybe citrusy, than I would tart tart. But I, you can see how someone would, would make that, uh, maybe mistake's not the right word. But Are you telling me what I could see? Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can see how somebody would, would perceive it in that way. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't... I think, it, it's, see, that's the problem. That's why I think, um, you know, when people talk about, like, astringency or something like that, they go, it's bitter. It's like, well, you know, or, or they'll say astringent for bitter. Mm. Or they'll say, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they, they, ha- they use what I, what I term, you know, either the wrong word or, or too generic a term. 
I think tart is too generic. Yeah, I guess that's my In this point. case, I think, you know, a, a fruity citrus, I think, John, like you're saying, I think you're you're making a, a, a good point. I think Scott's not, but I think, John, I think you are. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think, I think uh, yeah, yeah. So Just to be go. clear, though, there's not supposed to be any perceived tartness in this style, though, right? No, apparently tart, uh, tartness is optional but acceptable. According to the style guide, it's so vague, though. Right? Yeah. So if you have like some lactic infected, you know, pedo infected <laughs> beer, In my past, you're good. Yeah. It's supposed to be sour. Third place, Santa Claus, right? Lactic acid, and that's just where it frustrates me. Yeah, I think because I've I've judged with people who who they cling to this and they're just like, no, it can be sour. Look, it says it can be sour. Right. And they point to that tart thing and I'm just like, no. You know, they're talking more, you know, you know, a crisper finish, some fruitiness, some citrusy. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about sour. And so I think we we need to get strike that word tart because, you know, people misinterpret uh, you know, what the intention is there. I think John describes it well. And I think, you know, people, you know, they're like, well, you know, my beer's infected. That's how it's supposed to be. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm hesitant there. Yeah. Yeah. Same reason people, you know, they're like, well, that's why you squirt lemon in it because it can be tart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. do that either. Tasty. Your your preference? Well, I really do like the uh, the uh, the uh, dunk the dunk actually dunk wise in the uh, was it Schneider uh, wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the uh, level of uh, clove and uh, banana. I like the, it's really uh, subdued for five point four percent beer. Usually, in a beer that big, it's going to be pretty pronounced. But uh, they really did a good job of keeping that in the background. I'd be curious to what yeast they use. I like the Weissen beer, the the, the Weinstefaner. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really good. I think that's another good example of a Hefeweizen. I think it's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's a classic example that's, right it's there. It's really good. I like it because it's understated on the clove and banana character. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I think. Yeah. If I was judging uh, each of these beers, I'd, I'd give them a high score. Right. Each in their own appropriate category. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd I'd uh, I'd give people, uh, whoever submitted the Weinstefan, I'd I'd give them uh, some kudos. I'd yes. be like, you know, that is an excellently made beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need a little more, uh, you know, toasty, you know, caramelly. And, you know, you've got a best-of-show beer there, you know, the, as far as production and all that. I would agree with Scott on, you know, that was probably my favorite beer. I think that's super well-made. I think it's fresher than the uh, Schneider. It tastes excellent, yeah. Uh, tastes, tastes great. Um, really, really uh, enjoyable. Uh, you know, this, the Schneider is a more classic example, um, uh, you know, and, and probably the winner here, the winner of the... Uh, what are we going to do with the jet ski when we move to? Uh, it's still out there. It's still the people we, looking. We at won't it? be on the water. It, it was, yeah, it won't work. Can we can we find tires for that and put it get get it we back turn on the it road? Into like a three wheeler or something. There? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's under the cover. It's, right. it's got the cover on it, so it'll be all right. But yeah, I mean, eventually tow, tow it down to the hop grenade. Yeah, because when we give that thing away, it's going to be a special time. I'm telling you, we're just waiting for a a, a listener to to win. Keeps them in those beers and 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 you know never know. win. You know it's weird that the, the style he that, will uh, give it away. I'm just saying the style that seems to be getting a ton of traction in that regard is yeah. the uh, the Hellas show, which will be coming up in a couple uh-huh. months. A lot of people want to send in the Hellas. Nice, nice. So uh, that could be the jet ski giveaway show. I wonder if they're going to do the Plisse Hellas fermentation method or the Jay Z fermentation method. Dun, 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 dun. We had a whole conflict about that like eight years ago. <laughs> Hmm. I'm telling you. It was brutal. Can you refresh our memories? Just, no. No. no, no. no. <laughs> Go back. That's why we podcast this thing. Yeah. We Archive. We, we drink too much to remember. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you want to try something crazy? Sure. Blend the Weihestefen with the ice the Einbecker. It tastes like a... Uh, <laughs> it tastes like a Dunkelweitz. Why would I... A skunk Dunkelweitz? Do it. Why, why Do would it. I, why would Blend I, both. Why, just, why, yeah, why would I waste my uh, fine... Because uh, opportunity... Well, whenever you have time. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll do it during this break. We'll take a short break. I will do some blending and some tasting. And then when we come back, we will have uh, recipes. Everyone's got their recipe, right? Yes. For making a great Dunkelweizen. Tasty is nodding feverishly. (laughs) Right. He's excited about this. 
releasing those gems, those pearls. He's going to spew those pearls all over. <laughs> all I know is IPAs Our and Rosh beer. faces. Yeah. Tasty likes to spread pearl. Oh, yeah. Right. All right. So, right after this, some spread pearl spreading wisdom. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine is the new go-to source for homebrewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for homebrewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much much more. There's a new craft beer magazine available right now. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine on newsstands now. Visit www.beerandbrewing.com. Subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, the new word in craft beer and brewing. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st of... Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive of Brewing Network Savings, Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden and Thistle Porter and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over 
over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Jamil's Tasty and Plisé. It's brewing with style. All right, so uh, yes, we blended, and uh, yes, it was still skunky. <laughs> and the winner is not me. <laughs> it was a sorry, right. skunkily dunkily though. It's a better beer, skunkily. Uh, if if taking great beer, awesome beer, and pouring it into shitty beer <laughs> made it slightly makes, less shitty, makes the yeah. shitty beer slightly less shitty. That's yes, right. that was the effect. That was the half glass, half full I, I, that's, a, that's a point for John. <laughs> Right. And minus right. a point, technically. I mean, right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> to break even. I, I've seen that happen. That it's is a bad thing. You actually lower the you know parts per million of the offending right flavor or aroma. And I say never do that. See, just don't drink it. Period. Just don't drink that other beer. Don't yeah, fix dump, it. Dump the fucker. Just dump. Or, throw it out. Throw it out. Pour it right. for your neighbor or your. You, you feed it to or the eighty percent of the craft beer makes, drinkers makes drink a great snail trap. Is there you know. never a point though where, like, if you lower it to just a certain PPM, then it becomes undetectable? And Go buy yourself a bottle of cheap vodka at the grocery store. You can get like you know a gallon for eight bucks. Good sanitizer. And go ahead and drink that. You know, and then and you don't have to worry about the flavor of that beer that was offending. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, I can just see a guy just. Right. If you're thirsty, drink, drink water. Drink what that. else? Throw, throw the shitty beer away. Yeah, don't drink bad beer. Don't take your great, awesome fucking beer and pour it into the shitty beer. <laughs> Just drink the great beer and maybe make another great beer while you're waiting. And put a fu- dump the bad one. Put a shot of vodka in it while you're at it. Fuck it. Yeah, and if you need to get drunk that bad <laughs> that you're going to drink shitty beer, vodka bomb. Eight, eight bucks at, at, at the grocery store for the vodka. When I say vodka, you say vodka. vodka. So that's the fact. Don't drink shitty beer. And it, it's like, you know, you ever heard that, uh, you know, there's only so many books you can read in your lifetime, right? You can read maybe 10,000 books. If you work your ass off, you can read 10,000 books in your life. 10,000, right? Yeah, that's like you're a master. That's, you're reading a book a day. Yeah. Right. You're going to read like 10,000 books. However, they publish 50,000 books a year. You need to be selective. You can't read every fucking book. So you don't just read some crap. If it's no good, you throw it away. Move on. You, you take brewing cl- how to brew, just throw it away. Read brewing classic styles instead. <laughs> right? You know, you just you just toss, toss that crap and move on to something else. You know? Uh, same thing on beer. If it's no good, dump it. Get something else. There's lots of beer around. You can buy beer. Oh, yeah. You can make beer. Yeah. Beer coming out your ass. I think it's the worst feeling in the world when you buy bad beer. Right. Well, then tell the person, hey, this sucks. Yeah. Give me my money back. This is crappy-ass beer. Yeah. Return it. And, yeah, and whoever made it, if they've got any balls, they'll just like, absolutely, you know, no problem. You know, tell us what was wrong with it. You know, here's here's your replacement. Here's your money back, whatever it is. You know, don't accept shitty beer. <laughs> Period. Yeah, because there's only so much beer you can drink in your lifetime. Yeah, it's true. So, I think it was uh, Brian Hunt. He and I were having that discussion. You know, don't Moonlight. drink crap beer. Just toss it and move on. Good you drink beer. something else. Mm-hmm. So, Has Heretic know. ever dumped a batch? Uh, we've dumped uh, some barrel stuff, but not... Uh, it never It never came out of the fermenter. No. Unpresentable. You know, well, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I had that. <laughs> I was hoping for the, uh, but you know that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> Out of you the know. barrel, that must have been painful, though, right? I mean, that was it. that was painful. That was expensive. What happened? You lost the barrel too. It just didn't taste as you know. It didn't taste perfect. So you know, we could have blended that beer back in with the bulk of the beer, and you most people probably wouldn't have noticed. But you know, it was present enough in that batch that I would not serve somebody that batch by itself. I'm like, no, no, no. It's getting a little acetone No, acetone doesn't belong in beer. Toss it. So we tossed it a couple of barrels, and then it was never blended in. It probably could have been blended into the whole thing. I could have made more money, but I think it would have 
taken down the beer a couple of notches from great to yeah, it's you know really fucking good. It's like, like well, oh I'd rather I'd rather have less really great beer than you know a, an ocean full of not so great beer. Hmm. So you toss it, don't don't screw around. I think that's a homebrewer's curse too. You know, they're like, I just spent six hours brewing this. I kegged it as bad ingredients, and then they're like, okay, I'll drink four Bud Lights, and it won't matter later. But don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw away the beer and go buy some good beer. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, it's like it's it's a learning thing, right? Uh, Well, and speaking of learning, (laughs) you know, you could could sign up for classes at the Siebel Institute. It's America's oldest brewing school. Hmm. I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that. Uh, and they have more courses than any other brewing school. Hmm. Courses for advanced home brewing, craft distilling, uh, beer styles. Uh, you know, uh, if you're if you're looking to to be a master on like your cicerone or a BJCP, you know, their beer styles class that can help. Uh, professional uh, level brewing courses. They do that uh, 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 World Beer WB. Uh, oh, win, yeah. win sign our, our up guy for win. Yeah, he's in the middle of that actually. Yeah, and you go out like to Europe and do some stuff there, and you do some stuff here, and they they have campus based and web based courses. And uh, you know the people teaching the classes. They're some of our friends, like Ray Daniels, mm-hmm. uh, Chris White, Chris Graham, all those guys. They they do stuff out there, and uh, they do a good job. Lots of lots of good instruction there. You can check them out. Siebel Institute, Siebel.com. Siebel Institute.com. Yes, Siebel Institute.com. With an I and a toot.com. There you go. Check them out. All right. Uh, we promised recipes. I'll go first. Okay. 50% wheat. 50 wheat. 50% Munich. Fitty Munich. And Fitty. And about one and a half ounces of Holotel. For this for a five gallon batch, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I would use a WLP three hundred strain, fermented you know sixty to sixty two Fahrenheit, you know ten to fourteen days. Mm-hmm. I would probably actually bright tank it on the primary for another week, maybe at fifty two fifty five to let more a little bit more yeast settle out, let some mm-hmm. of the protein settle out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I would keg it and drink it. The beer ages nicely. It's a little weird coming off straight off the tit, right out the fermenter. And then, mm-hmm. you know, but two weeks in the keg, things then the kind of carbonation settles in, and it's a great spring beer. So mm-hmm. it ages well. Okay. All right. So you're shooting for kind of a... Uh, I go low in 1045 mm-hmm. G. Mm-hmm. What's the final ABV? You're looking like a low five? Four eight. Four eight. Mm-hmm. Four seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to have like three or four of these and not be ripped. You know, right? So, IBU wise, you're in the 20, 20 range, eighteen twenty range, eighteen twenty. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Tasty, you got you got a, a dunk of ice in recipe? No, I do not. <laughs> you got a hoppy dunk of ice recipe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You Simcoe and uh, Mosaic. Simcoe and Mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, a, that's a good green bill. I like that. Dry hop twice. <laughs> Maybe like only five percent milk. Some crystal forty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no wheat. There you go. Some paleo. I'm in pale malt, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> no, it's an IP I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm stuck. Is, All right. is this a style that you could dry hop or, or do any aggressive oh. hopping on? Oh, you could, but it, it doesn't really belong. I mean, you're really overwhelming the, you know, one of the things that we liked about uh, about the, the beers we did like was, you know, a more, uh, you know, a present, but not overwhelming clove and banana and fruitiness and citrus and all that. And if you throw in all these dry hops, uh, these other hops, it just masks and overwhelms the, the beauty of the fermentation of these things. So, yeah, and, and a the malt ice, character. You, yeah, don't wanna, yeah. you want you want that malty, yeah. you know, kind of presence there, and it, it just just all struggles against each other. I'm sure somebody will do it, and it'll be fantastic, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, for me, um, you know, I like a little bit of Pilsner malt in there, and mainly it's more of a you know conversion type of thing. I think because I like to use. Uh, you know, fairly dark Munich in this. You know, you can use the 8 to 10, 10 level bond, maybe go into the darker side versus the 4 to 6 level bond Munich. I like uh, using, uh, you know, about, uh, uh, you know, 50% uh, wheat malt 
and maybe uh, uh, you know a third Munich, and maybe you know the rest is Pilsner. Throw in a little bit of Special B, maybe like six ounces in a five gallon batch. A little bit of Crystal Forty. I like you know. I like the Dunkelweizen to be a little caramelly, get a little bit of that f- dark fruity notes. Not so much that you're going to trend over to the uh, Weizenbach hmm. territory, but just shy of that. Hmm. And I think that you know that does better in competition. Maybe you, you add a little color with some Carafa Special or some Black Prince. I really like the Black Prince now hmm. uh, versus the Carafa Special. That's more my my thing now. Hmm. And then uh, like John Hallertower, he's an ounce. Targeting around uh, 16 IBU uh, using the Rager formula, uh, 16 SRM. Uh, you're starting around 1056. You're going to end up around 5.6 beer, 5.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, White Labs uh, WLP 300 or uh, the Y East uh, 3068. Fine yeast. Yeah. I think, you know, the classic uh, Hefe yeasts. Good choice. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my good friend, uh, Harold Branson, he's a big decoction guy when he does, uh, his brewery uh, stuff's cool when he does, uh, when he does, uh, anything, you know, German wheat related. Huh. So, yeah, you could throw in a decoction as well or double decoction, triple decoction. Right. You could cox as much as you want. Keep cocking. Keep cocking. There you go. All right. And we'll, we'll get back to, uh, cocking right after this short break. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. 
Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> tips. Let's wrap this bitch up. Tips. Tips. Let's let's each talk about let's, tips. Let's each uh, <laughs> expose our tips for uh, brewing a great uh, Dunkelweiss and uh, tasty. You got a you got a you got a big tip. Uh, got a great tip for the, uh, the listeners. <laughs> Brew an IPA. That's tasty. No, 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 no. It's it's uh, it's special using the. Uh, the Hepa Wagen yeast, the, the yes. WLP5, yes. the 300, or the yes. mm-hmm. equivalent for uh, Y yeast. Uh, temperature control is really, really important. You want to be able to uh, get this uh, lower level of uh, phenols mm-hmm. in the beer. I mm-hmm. think it's really important. Mm-hmm. It's important that they're there. Right. It's important that they don't dominate the beer. I, I love right. Uh, right. both these, these uh, the mm-hmm. Wizen and mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. Dunkel Wizen, because they've got all that. The, there's even, like a, you know, I can get to the uh, to the malt aroma in the Dunkel Wizen. Even though I can still smell the uh, the banana and clove, I and mean, that's what that's balance. I mean, if all I could mm-hmm, smell was mm-hmm. the banana and clove and not the malt, I'd say that that'd be a deficiency in the beer. So, you know, fermentation temperature is really important. So, fermentation temperature to achieve a balance yeah. uh, of clove and banana and restraint. Yes. Okay, John. Well, I would say mash temperature. Mash temperature. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would shoot low so you get a very dry beer. Mm-hmm. You don't want sweetness in this beer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you want it to attenuate out. A lot of the fruitiness itself it, it presents a sweet perception, right? Mm-hmm. So I would shoot one forty-seven, one forty-eight Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Very okay. dry. There yeah. you go. Make it dry beer. Yeah. Uh, Scott, no, no tip from Scott. All right, no boil. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. R- r- wrap a t-shirt around your car wrap a t-shirt around your car yeah, that's a good yeah, tip actually. i would i would also uh echo uh you know kind of what, what tasty's saying i i think that uh you know the uh character that you're shooting for is got a balance and a restraint of the clove and the banana you know too many times you go and you taste uh, uh, a beer at some brew pub and it's just overwhelming banana right so mm-hmm. There's three things that you you really can control 
in order to develop the appropriate i mean there's other things but um i'm not sure you need a ferulic acid rest necessarily to get the clove um i think that uh you know the three main things temperature control pitching rate and uh nutrients and you know of course your your yeast strain but you know once you decide on yeast strain you set a temperature level you you know decide how much you want the yeast to grow essentially and then you know when it's done growing does it have enough to really ferment it out like john's saying and, and get a dry enough finish and you don't want it to, you know, people like, oh, you know, don't pitch so much, pitch less. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <sighs> you know, the, the, you know, it, and then people think, oh, that's going to produce banana. Well, um, you know, it depends on so many other things. Uh, the growth of the yeast actually suppresses the production of isoamyl acetate. So you get, uh, you know, a lower kind of banana character when the, the yeast is growing. If you pitch too much yeast, you can actually get more banana. Mm-hmm. If you pitch too little yeast, you can get more banana. There's a, you know, there's a, a point in there. Mm-hmm. The old thing about, oh, you know, if it's cold, you're going to get more clove. If it's hot, you're going to get more banana. That's all bullshit. Uh, maybe it has something to do with it, but it's really not the, the, the way to think about it. And the same thing on the pitching rate. Mm-hmm. It's three different controls. And, and, and balancing those controls are going to give you, you got to have a, I was telling, you know, telling somebody this, uh, through an email, I'm like, look, look, you need, he was like, well, he's doing three different things that were co- kind of counter to each other. It's like he's, you know, uh, pitching low, you know, you know, or pitching high, low temperature. You know, he was doing all these counter things trying to get to this one thing. You got to understand what each thing does. You got to have a goal in mind first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want this. I want that. And then, you know, do your parameters in order to support what you're trying to do. Sure. So for me, it's, you know, a lower fermentation temperature, 62. And then, you know, you can rise from there. It is a a standard pitch rate, you know, not this crazy low pitching or crazy high pitching. You know, get the multi Mr. Multi-Calculator standard pitch rate for ale. And then, uh, you know, let it rise and, you know, give it uh, appropriate nutrients and oxygen so that you get some growth and then you know that growth helps with the banana you know uh you get a and then you also get a good uh you know attenuation nice dry finish so there you go didn't tasty talk about before the 62 range he got more banana out of his beer you absolutely can yeah rather than some people have like 72 is because if you're too hot if you're not getting enough growth you're gonna get more isoelastate Gotcha. It's the growth that you know helps uh, suppress that. So a cooler temperature could be a slower growth, but more right. growth. It could be it could be less growth, more banana. Interesting. So less growth, more banana. So if you go exactly. too hot, you could have too quick of a growth, right? But you might not get enough banana, more phenols, right? Right. More clovey. Clovey. Right. Hmm. So it's the opposite of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's you know when you have three controls. To something it's not as simple as up and down on one because the others affect you know each one you know each one can uh, impact the same things mm-hmm. and, ha- and there's an overlapping effect in each in each control so it's a it's a balancing act so if you can master the hef yeast you could probably master any yeast uh, yeah i think i think you know it's the, got its own the, special set of <laughs> of rules right and you can't just treat it like any other yeast and again like that a lot of a lot of brew pubs things like that and some breweries they're making a half, and it's like a banana bomb. Yeah, oh. and you know that's the most common thing. It's just overwhelmingly banana. So yeah, you know I think I think playing around with that is uh, is key. You know when I brewed uh, my Dunkel Vites uh, for the uh, Brewcaster Challenge against Doc, mm-hmm. I did I split the wort with a, a Kolsch right. strain, uh-huh. and I blended back like thirty percent of that Kolsch right. to mellow out that banana. Mm-hmm. Thank God I did because. Still got my ass kicked. That was predictable. <laughs> but the cold cheese was, it definitely helped to do that. I, I think I remember that. You were just like, ah, no stardom. Throw a couple of tubes in. Yeah. Right? Like, and there's your problem. There's my right problem. There. Right. I still, and I fermented cool too. 62 dial, two vials. <laughs> and had too much banana. There you go. Yeah, and I had maybe, to cut it with cold Maybe, maybe, maybe it was too much yeast. Huh? There you go. Maybe it was. Hmm. 
Got me thinking, Jamil. Who knows? Well, you and I are coming up against each other eventually in this brewcaster challenge. I didn't even know I was in it anymore. <laughs> I was. Uh, I already <laughs> threw it in my you towel. And I, you and I, losers. How about we both no boil? Uh, you're right. I think we should both. Uh, <laughs> no, we should, we should. We should brew together in in protest of this whole thing where we are pitting our loved ones against each other. Yeah. It's, it's this like That's the fucking Hunger Games. The BN way. <laughs> the Hunger Games. This, this, this is uh, yeah. This it's, is no it's the Brewer like, Games. This, this is yeah, you know, like no drinking games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the Thirsty Games. Oh, God, no. my God! And you're you're pitting us us against each other. How about we have to it's grow up a culture wrong. with our own saliva, and then we ferment our beer with it, and which one everyone tastes better? We have to swizzle a body part. <laughs> swizzle and I don't want no crotch grabbing anymore. And grow that up. And grow that up, and then we we ferment with that. Maybe I will. Hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll have y'all drink my penis swizzle. There you go. Maybe that will be my, time my protest. Oh, no, 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 no. You're just going to have to guess. I'll smell it first. That's what <laughs> it smells kind of... Uh, <laughs> you can smell it all you want. I'm still doing it. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to play the outro music. All right. Yeah, let's call that good. Okay. Please. <laughs> well, if you're listening live, stay tuned. We got uh, one of my favorite styles coming up. Uh, Landers Red. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful, a wonderful beer. Uh, and if you enjoy these shows, go to our sponsor, northernbrewer.com. Check them out. Tell them how much you enjoy listening to the show. Because if you don't, eventually they're going to pull that money. Justin will be starving. He'll kick us out of the studio. He'll put in car talk or something, and then and then we're screwed. You won't have our our wonderful personalities to listen to anymore. Your Chevy will run better, though. And I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have nowhere else to go to drink. I want please. Hey, you know, support our sponsors. In the meantime, also, uh, you know, check out the Brewing Network store. Lots of goodies there. Books, hats, shirts, hoodies, all sorts of goodies that when you buy, goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Until then, everybody, Bruce Strong. And over. And clean. <laughs>